We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jay. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We have talked football for the entire show today so far. How about that? That's March 1st. It's all football talk. That's when you know life is good. That's right. No no games coming up for the time. Can I say something before Robin? Yeah, sure. Mark Onweiler. Yep. Mark Onweiler. Incredible baker. What Um, are are you eating over there? DP bought in a German chocolate cake. That's right. Left over from... from, uh, Old from the captain's birthday for Sean Jackson, yeah, yeah for Sean Jackson, um, and it is fabulous. If you can have a piece of chocolate cake and some Snickerdoodle coffee What's from that? Bagels and Joe, Bagels and Joe, it the, the the morning will turn around very quickly. The morning is turned around well, I'm, for I'm me. I'm glad to hear that for you. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, it's now we're joined by Husker and Lions, Robin Washit. Good morning, Robin. I, I got to feel like for for Sips morning, that was your Sunday night after Nebraska's yeah. dominant victory over Penn State. Am, am I right? Well, I don't know. I mean, the, the fact that he's eating delicious Mark Onweiler German chocolate cake <laughs> and enjoying a hot cup of Bagels and Joe's coffee, I mean, that that is really the pinnacle of of existence right there. So, you know, it was it's close, good Rob. change of pace. Actually, you know, I, I had to – usually I just copy and paste my game story and just change out the final score and that. Uh, wow. So this time I had to actually write a new story because Nebraska actually played well from start to finish and won. Listen to you, wow, Robin. Mr. Snarky. <laughs> <laughs> How about that, though? I mean, they go up there to State College and just shred – one of the Big Ten's best defenses. Did you have any inkling that was coming? I mean, what was your, what was going on in your brain in the first half as Nebraska was literally shredding Penn State on its home court? Well, I guess just overall, like all season, um, you know, it was kind of one of those expectations that they were going to have a night like that where they were just going to go somewhere or play somebody that they weren't expected to win and just hit everything they shot and run the or blow the doors off an opponent. Yeah. So, you know, the, the fact that it happened wasn't a surprise, but I guess just considering the point in the season and what had kind of led up to that, you know, you're starting to kind of maybe uh, doubt if that was actually going to, to come true, mm-hmm. but um, they, they did it. And then some, um, you know, the first half, obviously they were incredible. That was probably their best 20 minutes of the season. 49 points, shooting 60% from the field. Um, literally everything was working. But what's funny is that, you know, just the way that the season gone, you were trying to still kind of go through the, the scenarios of, all right, they're up by 18 and a half. How is this going to go wrong? <laughs> you know, just because you're kind of trained to yeah. uh, expect the, the massive swing for the worst that um, has usually happened every game. But to their credit, they didn't let up the gas. You know, they opened the second half on a with an and one by Alonzo Verge, and um, basically went on cruise control from there. So, uh, all the thing, all the bad stuff you expected to happen didn't happen. And uh, like I said, it was kind of one of those nights where um, Nebraska could do no wrong. Let's go back to last Wednesday, Robin. And Trev Alberts is talking on the Sports Network, and he announces that Fred Hoiberg is going to be retained as Nebraska's head coach next year. A little bit of a 
lesser buyout, little salary reduction. But uh, take us to that moment, Robin. Were you surprised that that came out before the season ended? What was your uh, response to hearing that Hoiberg was back but still games to go this season for next year? Well, I mean, it's kind of a carbon copy uh, formula for how Trev handled Frost and not just with the the, the plan where, um, you know, you have the, the coach present some changes and, um, you know, agree to some you know, salary contract restructuring, uh, but the timing of it, um, you know, Fred got out in front of the Frost deal. And, you know, I think um, if you are going to keep a coach, that's the way to do it. Okay. Um, don't leave him twisting in the wind all the way through the season just because it makes life that much more miserable on everybody involved. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if the plan was to, to keep um, – Fred, just like it was to, to keep Scott. Uh, I think that's the way that um, the, the best possible way to do it because now that conversation is put on hold. You know, you're not going into these final um, you know couple weeks of the season wondering if Fred's still going to be the coach here. Uh, you, you you know, and everybody can kind of move forward accordingly. Um, you know, that was kind of one of the issues I had going back to you know with Tim Miles' situation. He did not have that luxury, uh, and no one knew what was going. Even he had no idea what was going to happen um, with his his future here at Nebraska, you know, as as they're trying to you know get prepared and play games. And so I think it's a it would be a disservice, um, you know, just to not only your coach but your your players and um, you know everybody involved with those those respective programs to to not go ahead and, and kind of put an end to any speculation if. Like I said, uh, you know, Trev's thought was that we're going to give um, you know this coach another year. So, not a total surprise, just in the fact that we've had precedent on how Trev handles these types of situations. Um, a little bit of a surprise that uh, I wouldn't even say it's a surprise, but interesting that uh, you know Fred was willing to to restructure some of the the contract. I was curious to see how he would handle all that. So, um, looks like. There were some concessions made um, on both ends, and uh, you know we'll see if it works. Hopefully, uh, you know Nebraska basketball can can follow the same model as football and build some momentum this off season, and um, you know get get some some goodwill back on their side after uh, yet another disappointing season. Robin Washett joins us from HuskerOnline.com. He's a, his main job is the basketball beat writer, and so you're really plugged in. And I'd be remiss not to ask you, I, I uh, will Fred have to make some changes? I mean, and what kind of changes, for instance, could there be staff changes? What kind of changes do you think are coming, or do you know of anything that you could say? Yeah, not, nothing um, that's, like, reportable at this point, but just personally, my my gut tells me that there will be staff changes to some extent. Um, I think there has to be, uh, just with the way that they've kind of operated um, it cl- clearly hasn't worked. And I think, you know, just like with Scott, you know, that's some, some fresh ideas, um, some different voices in that, that locker room and on the practice floor, um, I think are important to have, um, especially if you're going to take on this new approach. So um, I do expect there to be, um, you know, some, some fairly significant changes within the staff um, just because, you know, like I said, they, they can't continue to try to, uh, hit their head against the wall and expect a different result. So uh, we'll see kind of what those changes end up being. But, um, you know, you look at their staff right now, uh, there's a lot of different ways that they could go with it. Um, but I think they need to get – personally, I think they need to get some, um, you know, people that can not just 
echo what Fred does, but, you know, kind of like with Scott, bring some different ideas to the table. And um, I think more importantly than anything, it's having a, some consistent voices across the board um, with, with everybody. Um, I think that was kind of a problem where you had this collection of assistants that, you know, Armand Gates never coached with Fred. Um, you know, Doc obviously has a wealth of experience when he was an assistant coach here. You know, Matt Abelmasi's primarily recruiter, so, um, you know, he didn't do much as far as the, the on-court stuff. So, you know, they, they kind of had a an interesting collection of assistants, and we'll see kind of maybe if they get uh, a more traditional three-man full-time coaching staff to, um, you know, maybe do – I don't even know how to say this. So maybe, maybe bring some like the, some fresh ideas and and have more of an encore influence than what they have right now. Okay, Robin, um, let's wind back real quick. We'll wind it up with this. Robin Washit from HuskerOnline.com. Okay, Nebraska just was, I, I would say, fabulous against Penn State on offense and really in general. I, I hear from an old coach sometimes who, who texted me yesterday and said, if you can play like that one time, you should be able to play like that half the time. Half the time, at least. Now, which suggests that they probably underachieved this year, perhaps. But what do you see? What do you foresee now at Ohio State? Robin, I will tell you this. <clears throat> I would watch this game closely if I'm a Nebraska fan. I think Nebraska can 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 give Ohio State a lot of problems. Well, they almost beat them the last time they played. They should right. have beat them right. the last time they played. And so clearly, um, they can match up with Ohio State. And if they do what they're supposed to do, they can play with them until the very end. Um, obviously, a lot has changed since January second with with both teams. Um, you know, just with the way that their seasons have gone. Um, you know, Ohio State's coming off a very disappointing loss last time out. So they're going to be, um, you would expect, highly motivated in this one. Um, whereas the last time they played, they were coming off Christmas break. And um, I think they hadn't played in like 18 days. Right. So, uh, you know, there's some different scenarios involved here too. But, um, you know, it's, uh, I think it's a game that is certainly not uh, unwinnable for Nebraska, especially if they, like I said, I think it's, Partly it's just who their opponent is, but I think more than anything, it's just what Nebraska does. And they've shown that if they play anywhere remotely up to their potential, they're going to be pretty good. They're going to have a chance to win. Um, so that's kind of what it comes down to is how much of what they did in state college can carry over to tonight in Columbus, uh, you know, 48 hours later. Uh, and if they can not just shoot at that level, but execute their offense, the way that they did and have that type of ball movement and, um, you know, making all of the, the, the right simple plays and um, doing all that stuff. Fred has been trying to hammer home since before the season even started um, that they're, they're going to have a chance. I think the, the line is um, you know, pretty lopsided. I don't even know what it was like 13 and a half, 14 too or something high. like Man, that. It's too yeah, high. It's too high, Rob. Yeah. And so I don't know that that seems awfully uh, generous for, for the Buckeyes. And so maybe they're putting more stock into Ohio state, Coming in angry, um, but you know Nebraska's got a little got a little mojo going after that, and I think they've had their best evidence yet that they are a much better team than their record might suggest when they actually do the things that they're supposed to do. So now's the test. I agree with you, Sip. That if we'll, we'll see how much of that is actually sustainable for them, or how much of it was just a, a fluke night where where everything went right for them for the first time. Um, if they could carry that over 
they're going to make things interesting for sure tonight. Robin, always great stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Sounds good, guys. See you later. Really line, strong. Robin, wash it. One thing I want to point out before we get the game show is Please. that Nebraska, you know, they lost to Iowa on Friday, but it was a clo- they were down by one at halftime. They were, it was a good game. Lost by Pretty 10 points. Pretty good game, yeah. Lost by 11, if you If you look – no, it lost by ten. Okay, <laughs> my bad. There is a, there is an eleven zero run. Okay, to help yeah, maybe them. that's what. They yeah. eighty eight seventy eight final. <laughs> the point though is this: is that Iowa has been pounding teams recently. Like they've been they they, have. they pounded Northwestern last night. Right. They oh, beat, did, did they? Did Iowa pound Northwestern? Yes. Okay. They they, they beat Michigan State by you know by thirty points recently. Yep. Like they they are on a heater, and Nebraska. Although they lost they the work. game in, this, in the first game after the extent you know, of letting know if Hoiberg's back, they played pretty good. They in did. That game. They did. And then they pound Penn State. So you've you've had two of your best games back to back. Yeah, it was interesting against Iowa what Tony Perkins did against against Nebraska. Tony Perkins isn't a big score, and he had twenty one. I mean, he yeah, got loose. Yeah. Like Fred was saying, God, you just don't you just don't expect that. You know, you just don't expect yeah. a Tony yeah. Perkins to go off for twenty one. <laughs> happens in Nebraska. Yeah, they they did a pretty good job against Keegan Murray. He had 15, but you know I was good. I I mean what you know what I what 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 people need to understand about Iowa, they have the Big Ten Player of the Year probably right. Keegan Murray. That, that's probably the Big yeah, Ten after Player. After they had it last year, Luke Garza. But here's the thing about Iowa: they have like three or four other pretty good options. Yep, guys that can beat you. Yeah, and they did. They, they weren't are, supposed to be average. This they're year. hard to deal with. They're a tournament team. They'll be a seven seed probably in the dance. But I will tell you this, Jake. And this is we don't do this very often on this show. We have Lee Sterling on to do this, right? But it, but I'm just going to tell you. This. I'm just going to put it this way: We don't need to get into gambling. But there's no way if Ohio State's a 13 point, 13 and a half point favorite, they ain't covering. Oh boy, there it is. Simple, yeah, simple. We, yeah. we all know how these predictions go for you. <laughs> take it as you will. <laughs> no, not, Ohio State's not I'm winning not a game. You take that advice. <laughs> You're not? No. You wouldn't endorse we that? We need to play the game, so we're late, though. So okay. hold your thoughts. 464-5685. Call the Nick Down Sip and Trivia. He is 1-0 and on the week. Today is a special edition, Sip. This is not a sports trivia because uh, well, there is sports involved. Okay. But it is the start of – it's Mardi Gras today. It is. It, and Mardi Gras is big in New Orleans, a place you like. Yes. So how about this? Today is New Orleans trivia. Oh, God. About sports, about the city. Okay. It'll be, it'll, it'll be fair. Okay. You'll be fine. Okay. Think you know your New Orleans trivia for Mardi Gras today, 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Hang on. There it is. Shut up, Sipple. Starts. Now. We got to go. Right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! No, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the takedown. Sip and Trivia 1-0 and on the week. Again, Harrison is not here today, so I'm going to ask who we have here. Who do we have on the line? Who's taking down Mike. Sip today? Mike? Yes. All right, Mike. Thanks for calling in. How do you feel about New Orleans trivia? Um, pretty good. Okay, Mike. Sip? I feel just fair. You, I really love that city. Though. I love the city, but I, I don't know what I don't know what's happening here, Mike. Let's try this though. This shouldn't be too hard, so let's get to it. Mike, first question goes to you. What 
is the common nickname for the city of New Orleans? Big Easy. The Big Easy is correct. Would you have? Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I'm glad you gave that to Mike. All right. You would have been accused of giving me layups. All right. Well, let's see if these are layups or not. Then, Sip. Speaking of New Orleans, who is the head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans? Oh, don't do that to me. Um, Van Gundy. Yes, when in doubt, if Van Gundy's not a bad guess, but it's not correct. What's this, that? When in when in doubt, Van Gundy's never a bad guess. It's not correct. Though. Stan Van Gundy. It's not Stan Van Gundy. Do you want? I said you're wrong. Do you want that, Mike, or not? I am wrong. Uh, no, I don't have a clue. The answer is Willie Green. Oh, that's really hard. Well, I asked you. Know, it's not a that's fair. That's difficult. It's a hard question. Willie Green. Yeah. Yeah. Who's getting that? Uh, this is for the win, Mike. You're up 1-0. Last question. <laughs> Don't give me that face over there. All right, Mike. Who has the most rushing yards in New Orleans Saints history with 6,267 rushing yards? Um, John. Oh, no. Uh, no, not Johnson. I don't know if there's a Johnson that's been running back down there, but but Sip, you don't need this. You're down. We can pass on this. If you get this pass. wrong, okay. The answer is Mark Ingram. Oh, really? He just never would have he said. He just that. surpassed Deuce McAllister. Uh, yeah, I was thinking more like Deuce Deuce McAllister, or even before that. Wow, Mark Ingram. This is New Orleans trivia, man. Man, yeah, that's a surprise. Okay, Sip, for the tie, your last question. What NBA team moved from New Orleans to its current location in 1980? Say that again. What NBA franchise Oh, that's moved? the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. All right, there. So you'll, you both had a layup with it. Okay. Big easy for, for Mike and the Jazz. Yeah, I remember the Pete Maravich years pretty well, now, This goes to you, though, because yesterday was the caller. So this is your trivia question, your tiebreaker. Okay, you. Okay. Mike will go over under your okay. answer. I want this to two decimals, please. Two decimals? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm saying. Okay. What is New Orleans and the metro population as of 2020? What is the population of New Orleans with its metro as of 2020? New Orleans and its metro. Yep. It's not as probably big as you think. To the first dec- to two decimals, please. On the if you, if you go into the if you go into the millions. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. 1.75 million. Okay, Mike, over under the Metro of New Orleans, 1.75 million. I'm going under. Is it under? <laughs> 1.27 million. That's number 45 in the country metro population. So, Mike, congrats. We'll get you bagels courtesy of Eagle Delivery, our official courier of the ticket. Thanks for calling in and call in down the road. All right. Congratulations, Sip. I'm sorry. Tough loss. Son of a gun. 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 Dang it. It is always tomorrow. Oh, thank you. But at least it was trivia on one of your favorite cities in this entire country. That was fun. Right? Yeah. So it's not... I said it's not as big as you think it is, and I put a bigger number out there. Yeah. See, 1.2, that's not all that bigger than the Omaha Metro, is it? I don't know. For sure. I, I don't think it's much bigger I, than the Omaha this was, Metro. I looked it up because the city itself is, is about Omaha size, yeah. about 400,000, but yeah. the Metro gets to 1.27. Yeah, it's not. It's just and not they as, can have two pro teams, huh? Why can't we then? 
Well, we used programs. to have the KC Omaha Kings. You, do you have any recollection? Well, you wouldn't have any oh, recollection. Yeah, that was a you know negative, I don't know, 40 right. back then. Yeah. They had tiny Nate Archibald and Sam Lacey. Um, older older guys will remember that. DP might remember that. I'm oh, going to ask I guarantee DP that. DP remembers that. They used to have the KC, Kansas City, Omaha Kings. They played most of their games in Kansas City. I would say they played a dozen in Omaha. But that was tiny Nate Archibald. And I'll tell you something you're you could do real quick seconds youtube some tiny nate archibald highlights and tell me what you think of that we'll bring in dp and jay for the spillover next on early break on the ticket